Listening to the Wisdom Daily Daily Wisdom narrated by Medardo Lasarte Jr. Money, money, money. You think about money. You work for money. You save money. You spend money. You tithe your money. You stress over money. Even though money isn't an essential thing in your life, a significant portion of your life will revolve around earning, saving, giving, and spending money. So your relationship with money isn't something you can just brush aside as unspiritual or unnecessary. To help you manage your money well, we reviewed over a hundred Bible verses about money, money management, and money trouble to see what God has to say about this critical piece of life. Now when it comes to bringing down what the Bible has to say about money, we identified nine principles about money you need to know. God owns everything. Money is a tool. Worship with your money. Get that money. Flight for contentment. Fight for contentment. Kill greed in your heart. Be mindful of debt. Manage your finances. No money, no problems. What is money? In short, money is a medium exchange. It's an agreed upon item you can use to make a purchase, trade, pay off a debt. The medium exchange will differ in many countries. What is more, the use of money makes it a whole is a lot easier to get what you need instead of having swap your your pet dog for a box of cereal. Here's something you need to know about money: Bible verses or not, money is immoral. Money just doesn't have a life. It cannot act on its own. It cannot do good deeds, and it cannot commit crimes. Basically, it's neither good or bad. No matter how many Bible verses about money there is, money can only do what you tell it to do. Money is not the root of all evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 If the concept of money is so simple and it doesn't have a power emanating from its core drawing us to it, they, they, then why do, do we sweat over money so much? Why does the church talk so often about money? These are great questions which leads me to my next point. How many Bible verses about money are there? The Bible is packed with over 2,000 scriptures about money, tithing in the Bible, and possessions. That's twice as many Bible verses about money that faith than faith and prayer combined. What does the Bible say about money? The Bible says many things about money, but the heart of the matter is this. Money can become something that rules our lives, an idol of sorts. An idol of, of sorts. God's desire is for us to have life to full, and He knows that worshiping money will keep us from that. From the seduction of success to the lure of lust, many things in this world will vie for your affection and devotion. But the most significant idol 
you will face is money. Matthew 6:24. Why does the church talk so much about money? There are two good reasons why the church talks so often about money. First, the reason the church talks about money is because God talks about money. Consider these statistics on, on Bible verses about money. 16 out of 30, 38 of Jesus' parables deal with money and possessions. Nearly 25% of Jesus' words in the New Testament deal with the biblical stewardship. 1 out of 10 verses in the Gospels deal with money. There are more than 2,000 scriptures on tithing in the Bible, money, and possessions in the Bible, which is twice as many as faith and prayer combined. Many verses in the Bible talk about money, and for a good reason too, which leads me to my next point. Second, Bible verses about money are frequently used because there's a direct correlation between the way we handle our money and our faith. When it comes to money, we will either worship wealth or worship with our wealth. Read that again. When it comes to money, we will either worship wealth or worship with our wealth. Read that again. I will read it again for you. When it comes to money, we will either worship wealth or worship with our wealth. There's a big difference between the two. From the seduction of success to the lure of lust, many things in this world will vie for your affection and devotion, but the most significant idol you will face is money. Matthew 6:24. God desires our devotion, and He knows you will come face to face with the temptation of money, which is why He speaks so often about money. Money itself may be immoral, but its attachment may be immoral, but its attachment to and our worship of money that will lead us to sin and making poor financial decisions. Nine things Bible verses say about money. In the other words, in the words of Jesus, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Luke 12:34. After reviewing Bible verses about money, there are nine big principles that count to the surface. These are God owns everything. Number one, Number two, money is about discipleship. Number three, worship with your money. Number four, get that money. Number five, fight for contentment. Number six, kill greed in your heart. Seven, be mindful of debt. Eight, manage your finances. And nine, no money, no problems. What the Bible has to say about money is, isn't limited to these nine principles. Remember, there are roughly 2,000 Bible verses about money and possessions, which means there are a, a way more nuances talk about it in the Bible than these nine. All I'm saying that these nine principles appear to be the most prominent because, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Number one, God owns everything. God, God doesn't talk about money because He's broke and needs a helping hand. Far from it, God owns everything, from Exodus 19.5. Since God is the rightful owner of everything we have, this means that money we earn actually belongs to God. Practically speaking, God calls us to manage the money we accumulate on His behalf, not to have a lot of money. This is the essence of biblical stewardship. 
The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He won't be visited by harm. Proverbs 19.23 Exodus 19.5 Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. Job 41.11 Who has first given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. 1 Timothy 4, 3-5. Who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything, for everything created by God is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received and with thanksgiving. For, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Number two, money is about discipleship. Money is a tool God used to help us live and love like Jesus. Regardless of how much or how little money you have, God is at work in your life through your circumstances. He's leading you to a deeper trust in Him. This is exactly what we see in Philippians 4, 11-12. Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content, I know how to be brought low, low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Are you struggling financially or are you swimming in financial abundance? Do you have a lot do you have a love of money that is isn't healthy? Regardless of your situation, instead of asking why or just saying thanks, be sure to ask God what you can learn since there is a connection between your faith and money. Matthew 6:24 No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and money. Luke 12.34 for, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. There will your heart be also. Luke 16.11-12 If then you have not been faithful in their unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you the which is your own? Number three, worship with your money. If you're not careful, it can be easy to place your hope in money. Money isn't something. Money is something we can hold in our hands or look at in our bank account. We feel the weight of its absence and possess a sense of self-sufficiency when we have it in abundance. In Bible verses about putting your hope in money, you're going to come across a ton of warnings. Be careful. Guard your heart. Don't be a fool with your money. When it comes to money, wealthy people are not the only ones who will be tempted to sin. Regardless of how much money you have, you'll be tempted to sin in different ways. Instead of placing your hope in money or whatever generates income, Place your hope in God. He owns everything, and He will provide you with what you need to live your life for Him. Peace I live with you. 
May peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I do give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 14.27 Check out these Bible verses about putting your hope in money. 1 Samuel 2.7 The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and He exalts. Number 4. Fight for contentment. It's difficult to be content with yourself, with your work, with your family, and with your possessions. We are bombarded with a slew of messages and images everywhere we go to the end to tease us to pursue something better. For wanting a new car, getting a bigger house, or having a promotion at work, the world we live in compels us to be dissatisfied with who we are and what we have. Discontentment may not sound like a big deal on the surface, but it's a subtle, but it's a subtle sin leading us to desire more or something different. Yet it leaves us lacking and empty-handed in the end. Living in a state of discontentment can tempt you to take an can take on unnecessary debt, cheat on your spouse, or make unwise decisions at work in an attempt to get ahead. Now, contentment is more than just being happy with who you are and what you have. Contentment is rooted in God's love for you. It's learning to be satisfied wholly in Christ regardless if you have a little or a lot of money. In Bible verse about contentment, we learn two essential truths. You have to fight for contentment or you can be content. In your fight for contentment, God will empower you to obtain this mysterious and elusive virtue. It's not something beyond your reach. In the words of Apostle Paul, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 Here's a list of Bible verses about contentment to help you fight for contentment. Job 36.11 If they listen and serve Him, they can complete their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life. And whoever has its stress satisfied, he will not be visited by harm. Psalm 37, 16-17 Better is a, t- is a little that, r- that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10 But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Philippians 4, 11-13 Not I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19 And my God supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 1 Timothy 6 6 to 12. But godliness with contentment is great pain. 
but godliness with contentment is great gain. Or we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich and fall into temptation, into snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through his, this craving that some have wandered away from, the, from their faith, from the faith and perished themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Number 5. Get that money. We've written at length of scriptures about work. In short, here's what you need to know. In general, you need to work to earn money. Some people are unable to work for different reasons, whether it's an illness or physical handicap. You may be unable to obtain gainful employment. To support people who are unable to provide for him for herself, in general, God has provided three different layers of support. The family, the church, the state. Without getting into the details about a biblical view of wealth and poverty, we do find many examples and commands in the Bible verses about money, about taking care of the poor, widows, and orphans. God has provided a safety net for people in different, three different ways the family, the church, and the state. Now, on the other side of this coin, we can also observe many examples and commands in the Bibles encouraging Christians to work diligently. Since we are created in the image of God, we are hardwired to work, to create. What is more, God has commanded us to work. When it comes to God's command to work, it was given before sins entered the world and the human heart. Work is rooted in God's good created order. There are many positive benefits associated with gainful employment. However, since sin has entered the world, we will be tempted to worship work, make it our God, reject work, become lazy, or twist work, do something sinful. In Christ, God redeems work. He took the thorns and thistles we work among. Genesis 1.18 And he wrote the crown of thorns on his head as a reminder that he is the kind of kings and the Lord of Lords. Revelation 19.16 Jesus wore a crown of the thorns in his head as a reminder that he is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 19.16 Practically, this means through, through faith in Jesus, you will be empowered to glorify God in your work and for the good of others. Check out this verse about providing for, for, the, for the poor and working hard for your money. Exodus 22.22 You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. Exodus 22.25 If you lend money to any of the people with you who is poor, you shall not be like a money lender to him, and you shall not exact interest from him. Deuteronomy 22.22 If a man is found lying with the wife of another man, both of them shall die. The man who lay with a woman and the woman so you shall purge the evil from Israel. Deuteronomy 23.19 You shall not charge interest on loans to your brother, interest on money, interest on food, interest on anything that is lent for interest. 
Deuteronomy 24, 20. When you, when you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over them again. It shall, it shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Proverbs 11, 14. When there is no guidance, people falls, but in abundance of counselors there is safety. Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gained hastily with dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Proverbs 17, 16. Why should a fool have money in his hand to buy wisdom when he has no sense? Proverbs 22, 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. Psalm 49, 10-12 For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations. Though they call lands by their own names, man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beast that perish. Malachi 3.5 Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hard worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who trust aside a sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. Matthew 19.21-26 Jesus said to him, if you, would not, if you would be perfect, Go, sell what you possess, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Surely I say to you, only with difficulty will, will a rich only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 21, 12-13 And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who, who sold and bought, and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. Luke three fourteen, Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. Luke twelve thirty three, Sell your possessions and give it to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Acts 4.34 there, there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. Acts 6.1 Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint with the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their windows were being neglected in a daily distribution. Acts 8.20 But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. Acts 20-35 Acts 20-35 in, in all things, I have shown you that my working hard, by working hard in this way we must help the weak, I remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how himself said, It is more blessed 
to give than to receive. Galatians 6, Galatians 6, 5 For each will have to bear his own load. 1 Timothy 5, 3 to 10 Honor widows who are truly widows, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than six years of age, have been the wife of one husband, and having a reputation for good works. If she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work. For the love of money is, a is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. 1 Timothy 6, 17-19 as, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be healthy, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are too good to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so they may take hold of the which is of that which is true life. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6-14 Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day. What we might not be a burden to any of you, it was not because we didn't have the right, but to give you in ourselves, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command: If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For he, for we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not, ground, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. James 1.27 Religion that is pure and undefiled before God Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. 1 John 2 15-17 Do not love the world or things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in this world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of eyes and the pride of life, it's not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Revelation 3, 17 
for you say I'm rich, I have prospered, and I need clothing, not realizing that you are rich, pitiable, poor, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Cue greed in your heart. Who is a greedy person? Is it a politician? How about the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company? Or are athletes, musicians, or actors, or actresses greedy? Regardless of what image comes to your mind, here's something you need to know about greed. It's not good and you will have to fight it off in your life. Greed is bad and it's something all of us will have to fight in our life. In the words of the Apostle Paul, put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Call 3.5 There is a good chance you probably don't think you have a greed problem. But let me ask you these questions. Are you satisfied with how much money you make? Do you want to purchase more things? Does your desire for more money and possessions choke out your interest in God? In life, the presence of greed will come and go in waves, which is why it's a good idea to keep your finger on the pulse of your heart and to kill, it, to kill the presence of sin in your life with antidote of the gospel. Genesis 12, 1-3 Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you will you and him who dishonors you will I curse. I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Deuteronomy eight eighteen. You shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he, sought, he swore to your fathers as it is in this day. Proverbs 15:27. Whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles his own household, but he who hates bribes will live. Proverbs 28-22. A stingy man hastens after wealth and does not know what power will come upon it. Proverbs 28.25 A greedy man stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Matthew 13.22 As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Mark 7.21-22 for, for from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. Luke 12, 13-21 Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of rich man produced plentifully, and he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this, 
I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all, gr all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have repaired, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Romans 7, 7 What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means, yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not cover, covet. 1 Corinthians 5.11 But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reveler, drunkard, a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10 Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, immoral nor isolators, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revealers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Ephesians 5 5. For many, for you may be sure of this, that everyone is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. 1 Thessalonians 2 5. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know nor with the practice of greed. God is witness. Hebrew 13.5 Keep your life free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For he said, he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 1 Peter 5.3 5 verses 2-3 Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your, char in your charge, but be examples to the flock. 2 Peter 2, 14-15 They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way. They have gone straight. They have followed the way of Balaam the son of Beor, will have gained from wrongdoing. James 5, 1-6 Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their, and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold the wages of the laborers who mow your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you, and the cries of the harvest harvesters have reached the tears of the Lord of hosts, reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. 
Number seven, be mindful of debt. There's a good chance you have financial debt. How can I make, how can I make such a bold statement? Simple. According to the research, total household debt in the United States was 13.15 trillion U.S. dollars at the end of 2017. So there's a good chance you have some debt. Since debt is so common in the United States and is a leading cause of financial stress, it's essential to get God's perspective on debt so that you can best manage your finances. So what does the Bible say about debt? After you review the Bible verse about debt, you will discover three principles. God does not forbid debt. God does highly caution against debt. Taking on debt is generally a bad thing. Even though God doesn't forbid debt, you want to be cautious when you consider taking on debt. It's also a good idea to seek the advice of financial advisor or godly counsel to speak into your financial situation. If you are in debt, not including your mortgage, prayerfully consider the steps you can take to get out of debt as soon as possible, especially when it comes to paying off credit cards. Deuteronomy 28.12 The Lord will open to you His good treasury, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hands, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Deuteronomy 28.12 The Lord will open to you His good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hands, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Ecclesiastes 5.4 when you, when you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for, the, for He has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you, you vow. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for He has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. Proverbs 6, 1 5. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger. Have given your pledge for a stranger. If you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself, for you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep, sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of a hunter, like a bird from the hand of a fowler. Proverbs 20, 16 Takes a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger, and hold it a pledge when he puts up security for foreigners. Proverbs 22, 7 The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is a slave of the lender. Proverbs 22, 26 Be not one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. Psalm 37.21 The wicked borrows what does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. Matthew 5.42 Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Matthew 6.24 No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the, the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and money. Beloved your enemies, Luke 6.35 Beloved your enemies, and do good, and lend, expect nothing in return, and reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, 
for his kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Luke 14.28 For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, and the cost whether he has enough to complete to complete it? Romans 13.7-8 Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed, owe to, uh, to no, owe no one anything except to love each other, for the love who loves another is fulfi has fulfilled the law. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Manage your, number eight, manage your money. Wouldn't it be nice if, if there was a single Bible verse about money management that would deliver you from all your financial worries? I wish there was something I can share, but it, this isn't the case at all. To manage your money, there are two steps you need to take. Make a plan and work your plan. First, you need a plan. In your financial plan, you need to answer the following questions. What's your total income? How much do you need to tithe? How much money do you need to save and invest? What are your monthly expenses and debt payments, repayments? After you know your income and expenses, here are four more questions you should consider. What cost can you reduce? How much more money can you pay toward your debts? Can you give more money to your church or a nonprofit organization? How can you save more money? These steps will help you make a plan and there are many re personal budget templates you can find online to guide your efforts. Second, after you make a plan, you have to work your plan. For this step, you have to look in the mirror and realize there's nobody else in your life who can take responsibility for your financial situation. You have to pay your bills, you have to use your mobile giving or online giving to your church, you have to fight the temptation of accumulating more debt. Thankfully, you're not left alone in your decisions. You can forgive, you can find forgiveness for poor financial choices in Christ, and you can be hopeful that He will help you to get out of your financial troubles. Deuteronomy 15.7 If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns with your land and the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother. Ecclesiastes 7.12 For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money, and the advantage of knowledge the wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Honor the Lord. Ecclesiastes 7.12 For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money, and the advantage of knowledge is the knowledge the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Proverbs 3, 9-10 Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. Proverbs 10, 4 A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs 14, 8 the wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the fool of fools is deceiving. Luke 14, 28-30 For which you, of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it, complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, 
all who see it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was unable to finish. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish. All who see it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was able to finish. Number 9. Money. No money. More money. More problems. We're prone to worry about money, which makes us perfect sense. From the increase in cost of living, taking on too much debt, to unexpended expenses, there are a ton of reasons why we may feel anxious about our financial situation. Naturally, to resolve our situation, the first thing many of us do, including myself, is to think about making more money. If I could only get a raise, it would be awesome if I scored a sweet promotion. I'd love to score big on lottery someday. Wouldn't it be nice to have a high-paying side hassle? These are some thoughts that may go through your mind from time to time. Though I'm not advocating for gambling, but here's a deal about making more money. Acquiring more money may not fix your financial problems. According to Richard Watts, author of Fables of Fortune, more money may actually cause you more problems. More money, more problems. Making more money sounds good in the surface, and it may be the best course action you can take. But it's not a silver bullet to every financial problem. To solve your financial problems, Bible verses about money worries encourage us to take the first step. Trust the Lord. I know this sounds trite, but hear me out. Yes, you'll need to make a plan, curve your spending, and get out of debt. But the heart of your problem isn't your finances. The heart of your problem is whether or not you're worshipping your money or worshipping with your money. Here's what we learn about God and our money from Bible verses about money troubles. God will provide for you. God is aware of your financial situation. God will forgive you if you've made sinful financial choices. God doesn't want you to worry about money. God wants you to know that life is more about your relationship with God. God wants you to seek Him first before you go after more money. Today, if you're feeling stressed about your financial situation, take a moment to read this Bible verse about my worries. Meditate on them. Take a break to pray. Bible verses about money. 1 Chronicles 29.14 But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to thus to offer willingly? For all the things come from you and of, or, and of your own have we given you. Bible verses about money. 1 Chronicles 29.14 But who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you and of your own have we given you. Ecclesiastes 5.10 He who loves money will not be satisfied with money. For he who loves wealth with his income, this is also his vanity. Proverbs 3, 9-10 Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. Proverbs eleven twenty eight. 
Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. Proverbs 12.25 Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Proverbs 23.4-5 Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. To desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. Suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings. It sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Psalm 55:22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Psalm 56:3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in You. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 62.10 Put no trust in extortion, and set no vain hopes in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Psalm 94.19 When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Matthew 6.19.21 do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Do lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor dust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 25-34 Therefore I tell you, not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than them, than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Or your little faith therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day it is, is its own trouble. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew 11, 28-30 Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, easy, and my burden is light. Mark 4.19 But the cares of the world and their deceitfulness of richness, riches 
and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Mark 8.36 For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Luke 8.14 And as for what fell among the thorns, and as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they choke with the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not match Luke 12, 22 to 34. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or about, nor about your body, what will you put on? For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. For how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of life? If then you are not able to do a small thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And I tell you, even Solomon in all his grief was not arrayed like of one of these. But if God so clothes the grass which is alive which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, or you will little faith, and do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried, for all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your father knows that you need them. Instead seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possession and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags, but do not grow old. With a treasure in heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. But where your treasure is, there will be your heart be also. Luke 16, 10-12 One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in every little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been unfaithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to, you to you the true riches? And if you have been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? John 14.27 Peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Philippians 4.6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Hebrews 13.5-6 Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have. Rhea said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 1 Peter 5.7 Casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Cast all your anxieties on Him, because he cares for you. Thanks for listening. Maraming salamat. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Medardo Lazardo Jr., or in LinkedIn at Medardo Lazardo Jr. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.